welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope that the content of this program brings you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, unfortunately, one of the topics that we have to think about sometimes in our own lives is grief. And I think that it comes to Mm -hmm. every life and it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate. It's something we have to really work through. Well, how long is too long to grieve? How how do we know how and when to process grief, the loss of someone we care about? There will be people who will say, well, this person that you love so much, you know, has been gone for several months now. You should be over it. Hmm. And it, it hurts my heart when I hear that. Yes. Uh, my, my point is, grief, it, it's not something you just turn off and on and, or, or it's, it's, it's exactly this long. Um, the reason I say that is even in our, we have what are called uh, keys for living. We deal with grief, which is a, a painful emotion of sorrow caused by the loss of, or it could be the impending loss even before yes. a person dies, let's say it's before the death, uh, or of anything that has deep, deep meaning to you. It could be a person, it can be uh, a position that you have, but or uh, several other things. But the, the point is, the deeper, let's say, with a, a relationship that you have with someone, uh, the deeper the grief. Hmm. If you don't care, <laughs> you, you, you don't grieve. So g- grief is going to always be common in our in our broken world. And when we face a significant loss in our lives, it's natural to feel heartache and, and to mourn. But also, um, in our grief, our God is near. He's not remote. But I, I think it is important to understand why we grieve. Um, we often don't talk about our grief or let others see our sadness. Um, some don't want to appear weak or, or to become a burden to others. And so sometimes we can mask our emotions. Yet if we delay that sharing of, of sorrow, uh, our healing can also be delayed if we are going to be authentically real, we need to share the truth about the heaviness of our hearts. And so there can be something called chronic grief, which is this emotional sorrow experienced over a long period of time as a result of not either, sometimes it's not accepting the loss or... uh, not knowing how to have closure for the loss of something that has been immensely meaningful. So chronic grief, or it could be called incomplete grief, 
can also be unresolved uh, grief. It, it's, it's deep sorrow experienced over the long period of time, but sometimes there are misconceptions that result in just a, a failure to move through what is called the grief process. And the reason I say that is because I, I don't think anybody wants to have unresolved grief or incomplete grief or chronic grief. Um, but some of the misconceptions can be, my grief will never end. And, and uh, by God's design, there is an end. In, in other words, we will mourn for a season. A season can be a period of, it's not just months, depending on the relationship. It can be several years. And now it can get better and better, meaning we in our hearts uh, can, as we have a distance of time, there can be a diminishing of the pain. But um, I can tell you, I, I still uh, have a longing uh, that my mom would be alive. Mm-hmm. I, I still miss her. Yes. But you know, like, like there, there will be some that oh, if I cry, that means I'm not strong. Well, Jesus was strong, yet he wept over his dear, dear friend's death, Lazarus, who he knew he was going to be turning around and raising from the dead, yet he still had tears. So I, I think it's an issue of us really considering um, where we are in the grief process and are, have we, are we stuffing our pain? Stuffing doesn't help. Um, but but it is being real and being realistic and prayerfully even having someone significant to share that pain with. Those are some significant issues in regard to the topic of grief. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem private struggle or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. 
Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of grief, we'd like to point you to our resource called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. And our customer support team will be able to help you with that. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the right resources. Maybe it's that one on grief. Maybe it's some other situation uh, that you're dealing with in your life and you'd like to get some resources, some help. And we have materials on over 100 topics sure to help you with what you're dealing with. So, again, grief, living at peace with loss. And uh, their number, again, 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have listening in Pennsylvania, and usually listens to us on the podcast. And uh, we welcome tonight Justina. Well, hello, Justina. Welcome to Hope. Hi, Joan. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. How can we help you? Well, pretty much about four years ago, my mother and my sister passed away, and I've been dealing with grief, and I guess hearing from you know what you spoke about earlier in the segment. I I'm thinking that it's going into complex grief, or it's just something that I just can't seem to get on with my life since since this all happened. You said your mother and your sister. Yes, um, they well, died like within five months of each other. Oh, well, were was it um, was it expected for either of them? Um, it was sort of expected. I mean, with, they were both ill, and my mother, she was up there in age, um, so it was it was more expected with her. It was less expected with my sister, even though she was battling cancer. Um, she did defeat mm. the cancer, but unfortunately it left her weak, and she ended up, you know, passing away from, from the, the effects of the chemotherapy. And, wow. um so it, your sister it, it died wasn't of, sudden, of but yeah. it, it was still a shock for us. How was she older or younger than you? My sister was older than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of relationship did you have with your sister? We were like twins. We were very, very close our entire lives, oh. and we had often talked about, and I don't know if it was 
like maybe we kind of sensed that one of us were going to die younger. But we often talked about when we were younger that we couldn't live without the other. We couldn't stand the thought of living without the other. You know, we'd talk about how we'd grow old together because we were both remained unmarried. Well, she had been married for some time, but I always remained single. And um, eventually she divorced, and we often used to joke about how we would, you know, in later years in life, we would be there for each other. Um, You know, we would travel and, and just... Mm. just be there for each other and I just feel like so many dreams just never came to happen Mm. you know I have talked with many people over the years and um, I, I will say that many times there is not at all the closeness that you described and it sounds very precious it sounds like God gave you a precious, meaningful, reciprocal relationship that uh, most people don't experience. And that I would say, well, I'll ask you, do you feel that you were blessed to have her as your sister? I definitely feel like I was blessed, but I also feel guilty in a way because I feel like because I loved her so much, I often like would hear people like would say, "Be careful about when you love something too much because they'll they'll be taken away from you because that's like you're idolizing them, you're worshiping them, and I never looked at it like that. I just felt like I loved my sister immensely um And then when she died, I kind of felt like it was like God was taking her away from me. Like maybe he had felt that I had loved her too much and maybe I put her love above God. And I don't know, it was Mm. just a lot of different thoughts coming into my head during that time. Well, let let me ask. Was there a time where you did something? I'm going to make up something. Something that you knew was biblically wrong to do. You were it was it was absolutely wrong, but you did it because of her, or not really. Yeah, I did it because of her. Meaning, no. I, yeah. See, I I, I want to mention something about love. Um, mm-hmm. Some people say, "Well, you can love someone too much." No, let me. Well, if you understand what love is. The highest form of love is uh, called agape love, and it's a pure love. And I say pure, um, it's it's seeking what is in the best interest of the other person. Mm-hmm. It is. It's not the emotion. It's a type of devotion. I'm devoted to do what is in your best interest. Now, how you can't love someone too much when that is the quality of love that you have, seeking to do what's in your sister's best interest. Do you believe that you sought to do that? Yes. I thought so, too. I thought you would say yes. So 
and and um, I I think the God of the Bible with what you've described, I don't think that that would be reconciled with God taking her because you had the deepest kind of love for her. Mm-hmm. I, I, and so I, I, you could, I want you to consider this, it is conceivable based on what others said to you or what you've heard other people say, you could have false guilt. In other words, I'm hearing a precious relationship that where you not only were sisters by birth, but you were sisters in heart. And that means in your heart, you were joined together. Is that correct? Right. Yes. So I want you to, I think the better thing to do, and I'm sorry that you, you've heard some words that were um, challenging. Um, it's, I think instead it's just thanking the Lord over and over for giving you the gift of your sister. Right. In fact, there are times when um, uh, on a very personal level, I just finished uh, uh, speaking uh, several times for a conference for the International Christian Coaching Institute, and we had put on this conference, and uh, and also I I spoke on I did a symposium on loneliness. Well, my first my first um, session, and I began uh, talking about. Uh, the loneliness that I felt, and how how I uh, knew I needed to do something because it something was a, a betrayal that I experienced. But I, I was hurting so much. I thought, what can I do? What you know? I've, okay, I've got to I've got to do something to help someone. And so then, twenty minutes later, I arrive at my mom's house. Okay, mom. Whatever, whatever you want me to do, what kind of project do you want us to work on? And, you know, I just had these wonderful memories. Now, what I wanted to do after um, that was over and after the whole conference was over, I wanted to call my mom. My mom, I can't. <laughs> uh, but But I remember saying, Jesus, would you tell mom how much I loved her and that I right. talked about her today. And and see, then I leave the, um, I, I leave the decision up 
the decision up to Jesus if he wants to tell her or not. Um, mm -hmm. Because he can do anything. Uh, right. And she's in heaven. And it's not that everybody does not know. Those who are in heaven, um, I just need to clarify. The Bible says the dead know nothing. Okay. Meaning, I think it, it would grieve them. Those who are in heaven, it would grieve them to know many things that are going on right now. And um, and I remember I had arranged for all the family to have private time with my mom and then uh, before she died. And then several days later, I thought, oh, I never arranged time for me. <laughs> and it, there wasn't anything left unsaid, but I, I, had, I told a friend this, um, not a close friend. She was a new new Christian. And so all of a sudden she said, well, why don't you just tell Jesus what you would want her to know? And then I'm thinking, is that biblically correct? And I thought, well, why not? I can just ask. In fact, I did talk to several theologians even about this. And, well, no, there's nothing wrong with asking Jesus to communicate something to your mother in heaven if, if he if he so chooses. And I'm, I'm intentionally sharing that with you because that may be something you would want to do with your sister, you know, literally, right. and your mom. Um, I think it's very, very special to have a very close, endeared relationship. Many people have no one. And yet, that doesn't mean that you don't have mom, you know, periods of, of grief. But um, let, let's come back. I, I want to hear about, uh, and additionally, I want to hear about your mother. And I want to hear what your concern is. I did hear you say that, you know, could you have loved like your sister too much? I say, I'm saying, no, you can't love her too much. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, 
the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We just thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They can help you access the resources you need. We have keys for living on grief. They're called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. And uh, that is available by calling customer support at 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. And also, if you'd like to check out our website for more resources, you can find free resources. We call them Quick Reference Guides. They are a uh, kind of an excerpt of many of our keys for living available there. And uh, just a two-page uh, treatment of uh, individual topics. And if you find you want more, then you can always go to our uh, site there for the Keys for Living, the full treatment of those topics, and order those for yourself there. And also we have Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources and music CDs as well. You'll find it all at hopefortheheart.org store. Now back to our conversation with Justina. Well, Justina... Uh, I hear that you saying that four years ago, you said both your mother and sister died within five months. And it's even though your mother was older, obviously, than your sister, how old was she when she died? My, my mom was 89 years old. 89, okay. Yeah. Um, did you uh, also have a close relationship with her? Very close. Mm. Mm. We have a very large family, but um, she, I feel like the three of us were like the nucleus of the family, like the ones that were the closest to each other, to one another. Mm. Hmm. Well, what a loss then, because you've... Yeah. Um, to, to be that endeared to each other, um, I, I'm wondering about something you said. Um, you wondered if God would have taken your sister um, because, you know, there was, because you loved her so much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is, did something happen just out of, like when you were a child or at some point in your life where you felt something was taken from you or somebody did take something from you because you loved uh, whatever it was too much. Was that did that ever happen when you were younger? Um, not that I can recall. I mean, I'm sure there were things that did, that were taken from me, but I I don't recall like that affecting me to that level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just God loves to give us good gifts. And well, I will say, excuse me for a minute. Um, I just thought of it like when when you just were saying about that. It didn't happen in my childhood, but like prior to losing my mother and my sister, I've been dealing with a lot of loss frequently in my family. Like I lost my father, and then shortly after that, I lost three brothers to cancer. You know, so it was mm. a constant losing family members, and I, it was at that time when I kept feeling like, okay, God, why are you taking my family from me? That's oh. how I started feeling. That's when I started feeling it. Okay. Okay. So your father died. Was this before the death of your yeah. mom and the sisters? Your, and your sister? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you said three brothers. Yeah. Is that right? So yes. you lost, you say, so your father died, and then three brothers died of cancer. Is that right? Yes. Yes, wow. that's correct. Hmm. You're right. That's, that's a huge amount of loss. Then mm-hmm. your mother and your sister. Um, well, what we know is that God created each of them. He is the creator of life. And uh, I never will forget when I first saw a scripture. I, when I, at the time, I didn't know a lot of scripture, but Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, and this is God speaking, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And so he forms us in the womb, but even before we are conceived and formed by God, he already knows each of our lives. Of course, he knows everything. But then, t- tell me, tell me, describe to me your image of God. My image of God is, now it's more like I find him more as a loving God. I think for most of my young life, I saw God as a punitive God who was always waiting for you to make a wrong move and to for him to just strike you wherever it hurt. You know, whatever mm-hmm. was most dear to you, he was ready to punish you by taking that away. I don't know where I got that from, but that's how it was. And it, it wasn't until, like, recent years of, of my walk with the Lord that I started to find 
that he's a loving God, he's a caring God, he's walked with me through all of the losses that I've been experiencing. But I still, from time to time, I still, I, I question him sometimes. I just feel like, are you angry with me, God, or am I displeasing, or do I do you dislike me that much? You know, mm. questions like that pop into my head from time to mm-hmm. time. That that's what I think I was getting at. I was trying to figure out why would you think that God would remove your sister if you loved her dearly and um, or loved her so much. But so this is part of how at one time, especially as you said, early on you saw him as punitive, punishing. Um, uh, t- tell me, uh, would you describe your father t- for, to me, please? What was your father like? My father, I loved him dearly, but I had very little relation, emotional relationship with him. He was very emotionally distant, and I just felt like I had spent my entire childhood chasing after his affections and not receiving it. Mm. And to be quite honest, it was it wasn't until the end of his life that I became his caregiver that I kind of felt like some kind of redemption, where I felt like I finally got the closeness with him that I had desired mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm. The reason I'm asking you that question is when when we are growing up. We're thinking, okay, and, and, and we hear the word God, G-O-D, God. What is God like? Well, what kids do, and sometimes many adults, they put onto God, the Father, the characteristics of their earthly father. Right. In other words... You told me, in basically one sentence, you chafed after his affection. You know, you first said there was little relationship with him. You wanted more, but then you said, I chased after his affection, but I really didn't receive it until you much, you know, to the end of his, at the end of his life, you became his caregiver. So... I think we may need to have a little bit of a correction okay. to know what what the God of the Bible is really like. By the way, you're not alone in thinking God is just ready to do this, like if, if you do something right. wrong. I've had people say that to me. I've I've had when they're telling me they'll hit hit a table like that and and to right. just ready to to catch me to, or to to uh slap me down or you know things like that and sometimes what they're describing is their earthly father mm-hmm. and what i can tell you is your earthly father has his own characteristics not the characteristics of God the Father. In fact, right. what, what I can tell you is um, 
we're all created, you and I and everyone, we're all created with three inner needs for love, significance, and security. For love, significance, and security. Now, in truth, in life, just like with you, you did not have a warm, loving relationship with your father. You said he was distant. You ch chased after his affection. You, I mean, you, de you wanted a, a close relationship with him. Right. But what, and, and I likewise did not have that close relationship. Now, what I learned, I remember I, I was learning about God and uh, I began to realize, I've mentioned these three needs for love, significance, and security. We, mm -hmm. you did not have those met by your earthly father growing up. You didn't feel right. significant. Um, so you didn't have the security of a of a close um, abiding uh, protective relationship with your dad because mm -hmm. that's just not who he was for you. Right. Well, the Bible actually says, "My God will supply all your needs." In other words, we look, initially, the design should be that the earthly father, the earthly parents would provide for those deepest inner needs. But if they don't, the truth is, Philippians 4.19 says, My God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to tell you when we come back how he meets those needs, especially for you even now, because you have major holes that you've experienced in that you did not have earlier because of the loss of your family. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Or maybe there's somebody you're helping out and uh, somebody you care about. You know they're struggling with a particular issue in their life. Why don't you give us a call at our customer support team and let them know what kind of materials might be helpful, what what uh, struggles that you are having or the, someone you care about, and we would, we would like to recommend some resources to you. We have the Keys for a Living that we are promoting tonight called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. And that and uh, so many other resources are available, available by calling 800-488-4673. That's 800 800- Four eight eight hope. Now, if you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, call us at eight hundred night seventeen. Spell that out. It's eight hundred n i g h t one seven. And when you call, what you'll do is just leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and just talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night and discussing your situation with June on that broadcast. We look forward to hearing from you and uh, having you scheduled for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number again, 800-917 or 800-644-4817. Let's return now to our conversation with Justina. Well, Justina, I am so glad to be able to tell you that the characteristics of your earthly father are not the characteristics of your heavenly father, even though that's what many, many, well, kids start out thinking that because they can't, they're, they're, they are literalists. And later they can become analytical and um, that they, they see things differently after puberty, etc. But the point is, I uh, I can understand now why you thought maybe God would have taken your your sister uh, okay. because of the close relationship you all had. Part of this, and then when you said when I asked you what God was like, how would you what what was your image of God? And you said initially, I saw him as punitive. So you know just. Um, kind of like 
that God that's pointing the finger and the, um, just not, not the compassion. And right. so this is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to do two things. Um, do, you, do you have or have you recently read, which I don't expect you to do, um, the book uh, I wrote called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes? Oh, Joan, I've been wanting to read that for so many years, and I kept procrastinating on it. I don't know why. I just don't know why. But I that book has always come to my mind every time I struggled um, with my relationship with the Lord. Okay. So do you have a copy of that? I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, I, that's what I want to give to you. So that's going to be a gift from our ministry. And it's a 31-day devotional, and it's okay if you delay something. That's not the end of the world. The point is it's only two pages a day, but I want you to see yourself as God sees you. That can be beautifully healing. And uh, the other thing I want to give you, I want to share with you, you know, I said that there are these three inner needs for love, significance, and security. Let me tell you how he meets your, lead, your need for love. And that is, the Bible actually says, or it's actually God says in Jeremiah 31.3, he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. So when you think about the Lord himself, I want you to mm -hmm. see him in this way. I want you to think of him this way. He loves you with an everlasting love. He says that. Now, how long is everlasting? Forever, eternally. Exactly. Forever. He is never not going to love you. He will always love you. Okay, so he meets that need in your life for being loved. And he also periodically does bring people into your life as an extension of his love, like your sister like your mother. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. so in terms of significance, I said there are three inner needs, love, significance, and security. In regard to significance, he says, I know the plans I have for you. These are his words, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you, plans to, to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So what I want you to grasp is he says you're so significant. I know what I have planned for you. Now you can't know what the plan is because it's his plan. But he, as you yield your will to his will and you Thank, thank him for the special relationships he has given you 
that many people never, never, never have experienced. Some don't have a loving mother. Some never have had a loving mother. Some never had a, a loving sibling. Well, you've had both, the loving mother and the loving sibling, meaning your sister. And, and so he knows how to take your life and fill, fulfill his purpose for you. And so that means he's meet your, met, he meets your need for significance. And then in regards to security, I'm going to share with you my favorite verse in the Bible. Nobody else seems to know it. Now, they may have heard a portion of it, but it's Deuteronomy 31.3. No, it's not either. It's Deuteronomy 31.8. Deuteronomy 31.8. And it says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Isn't that wonderful? And so what I want you to do, I just want you to write down the reference, Deuteronomy 31.8. And I want you to just print it out. And in this case, I want you to personalize it. The Lord himself goes before me and will be with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. I will not be afraid. I will not be discouraged. Mm. Would you be willing to do that? Yes, definitely. Okay, so did you get that reference down? Deuteronomy, D-U-E-T, Deut, Deut, 31, <laughs> Deut, 31, uh, 8. Deut, eight. Yeah. 8, sorry, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the reason I want you to do it is because it's true. He wants you to see him, that he meets your deepest inner needs for love, significance, and security. And then he'll use other people. He'll bring certain people into your life who, because it sounds to me like you have a lot of love to give. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. I just don't feel like I can tap into it right now, but yes. Well, I think when you start start doing this, say when when you like when I think about my mother, uh, mm -hmm. and I was thinking about her a number of times um, this weekend. Now, she died in 1999, so it's I, I'm stunned. It's been over 20 years, and yet. I periodically, I, what, what I'll, I, I, I would say, is, oh, I wish I could talk to mom. I, I just, just want to thank her. Uh, well, you, you can just say, Jesus, would you tell mom I thank, I thank her for loving me and expressing love for so many years? I mean, you can do that. Now, uh, it's, this is not, something mystical it's just it's mm -hmm. true in your heart isn't it aren't you thankful yeah yeah I and am. so 
So all you're doing is saying to Jesus, um, you know, and you can say, thank you, Jesus, for allowing me such a special relationship. Thank you, God, for allowing me to have such a special relationship with my mother and my sister. And would you... And, you know, it's not morbid. It's it's just being appreciative and being mm-hmm. thankful because, again, most people don't have that. Now, are you concerned that you're... It's that you've been grieving for four years. Is that your your concern? Yes, I mean I'm concerned because I've been grieving four years, and because it's, I've has I don't find joy, and I feel like a part of like I've died, not a part of mm. me, like I died with them. I don't find mm. joy in my life anymore, and I I feel that's so dishonoring to God because there's so much I that I do need to be grateful for, and I am. But it's hard to mm-hmm. to express that with the way I feel inside. Question: um, Is there something that you might feel called to do, like in, in within a ministry, uh, or I'm thinking about people who at times have gone to like a, a home, a, a retirement home, or a, a home where people, I've, I've have visited at times, and there's, there are people, nobody goes to visit. Because sometimes mm-hmm. if, if when I've been there to visit someone, I remember this doctor was so nice to me, and I got a letter from him, you know, decades later, and I went to see him multiple times. A doctor I'd live two doors down from, and he would read to me. I'd be on his lap. It was unusual. And then all of a sudden, I got this letter, and then I went to visit him multiple times. But I saw people, and and I would intentionally go and visit and talk with those who never had a visitor. Does that have any kind of appeal to you, that you might do something like that? I've been trying to do that actually recently. Really? How wonderful. Well, there are many, many people who they would give anything. And and you know, it's almost like you can adopt (laughs) someone older who needs your love. So just pray that that could be a part of your life. We will send our keys for living called grief, living at peace with loss. We'll send that to tonight's caller, Justina, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep these uh, resources going out and keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.